right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Geek Studios with your favorite three geeks. Myself, of course, the best. We got Miguel, the host, <laughs> Mr. Pusher Man, or Big Il, the way I like to call him. And we have a special guest today, Rafael Uncarafi Nieves. That's a tongue twister right there, brother. <laughs> I think it's Uncle. It's, it's actually Uncle Rafi. Yeah. But that's Uncle. Oh. <laughs> my, my, my accent kicks in, you know, so I can't do we'll, it sometimes. We'll, we'll fix it in post. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we come here today. Um, you're What's it called? You're going to tell us a little bit about your Kickstarter wolf hunt, correct? Wolf Hunt. Yeah, I don't I don't have a book called Wolf Hunt. Oh, well, that's <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I haven't I been drinking, it. so I'm a I little shy it. right now. <laughs> you say, what are you talking about? Uh, oh, shit. I, uh, person. <laughs> I was going to order a pizza. I don't know what the hell is happening right now. You know what? <laughs> I, need some, I need some liquor real bad. <laughs> it's funny because Dopey still thinks he's still confused. Look at him. I really fucking am, bro. I really am. I'm very much happy to talk about my Kickstarter for Wolf Hunt. <laughs> He's like, did he send me the wrong oh. information? Oh, uh, <laughs> right you guys go ahead. Just let me know what you want. Help me out here, Miguel. Help, help me out here, man. I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, man, this is priceless. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, I hope he's got. I am nothing your... if not entertaining, guys. <laughs> I... Oh, this is gonna be a great podcast. <laughs> uh, my brother, my, my brother's gonna laugh at me so bad. Uh, all right, it's okay, dude. I I, I think we all kind of do that already. So, oh, I laugh Ooh. with you. I don't know. I don't know. So so uh, when we're not doing this podcast, uh, we'll be playing video games and. Mez is the reason why sometimes Mr. Pushing my rage quits. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> Did he, what, what was the last time he left? Were, were we playing Overwatch or were we playing uh, Rocket League? Uh, I think Overwatch. Overwatch. We're playing we Overwatch. Playing Overwatch. Overwatch. He just all of a sudden he just left left the voice See? party. Left was the he, game, that didn't different. say nothing. I was like, okay, um, I guess he he decided, you know, enough is enough. <laughs> all because I all, all because I wasn't his healer. <laughs> no, all because I wasn't his healer. In that particular moment, my drinks were starting to get to me, and it was at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow, you guys are young. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was three in the morning. It might have been somewhere around there. It was late because <laughs> I know. Well, well, I had to wake up the next day at six in the morning to uh, drop yeah. off my kid, and then afterwards start working because uh, I have a long commute. It's a uh, it's my bed, and it's like about. 10, 15 feet, and there's my laptop. So, uh, wow, long commute. Sometimes people yeah, yeah, yeah. people may pass by. You know, you gotta wait until they you gotta wait until they they get out the way. Yeah, depends yeah, yeah. who it is. You know, so traffic is a bitch. Yeah, it, 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 it can't be. I hope you got those good insoles for the walk, bro. Oh, it's like... I, like I, I bought some champions, the ones with the the uh, foam, like the foam insoles. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You the memory to, foam. You know, gotta take care of your feet. You gotta take care of your feet. Oh, funny stuff. <laughs> Oh, no. not but like yeah. Ready to get started now. <laughs> we haven't even talked about it. this. Right. Is the best podcast. Ever <laughs> <right here. laughs> Help me! Right. So, so, I'm trying to blank you. 
I'll be back next week too. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Special guest. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, so uh, Rafael, um, yes, sir. So we did kind of uh, stalk you a little bit on your Facebook. I'm not gonna lie. You, uh, you're the guys. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so, few other social media. Right on. Uh, so, uh, I did see uh, your posts where you you're talking a little bit about. Some some of your credits uh, that you have for uh, some yeah. of your writing credits, uh, and like I, I shared it with uh, with uh, Dopey and I shared it with uh, with Ernest. Uh, so we we have um, tales tales from the heart, uh, cold blooded hellstorm. Now is that one single whole title? Cold blooded hellstorm is a different title. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I got it. All right, you got princess of lies, Faye. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, the fans up. Yep. Now, this one, this next one is the one that kind of intrigued me. Edgar Allan's Pose the Bells. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I'm a huge Edgar Allan Edgar yeah. Poe fan. All right, so on. Cool. I, like as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I, I, I kind of see where this podcast is going to end up going. Uh, right, I just, nice. I, okay, I, I just wanted Dopey to be the one to uh start it off because I knew, I knew it was going to be a uh. A hoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we start talking about the uh, Kickstarter, um, mm-hmm. so how, what got you into writing and why comics? Like, I, I know you could have been writing books, you know, you could have been writing, you could have been an, like an author, like the next uh, well, Stephen King, perhaps. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So call, but, call myself well, Stephen Ray. Stephen Ray, there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who's going to know? Um, so my start, well, uh, I grew up reading comics. Um, in fact, I always tell people I learned how to read by reading comics. Uh, my, uh, my brother, um, was, uh, was a big comic book reader. I mean, he read everything, man. He'd come home and he'd have like, in, in one bag, he'd have like, this is back when comics were like 10 to 12 cents a comic. So, you know, a buck could get you really far. That's a lot of entertainment. Yeah. He'd come home with like Richie Rich, Casper, Archie. Uh, a Marvel comic, a DC comic, Skywall comics, you name it. Whatever was out there. My brother was a, a voracious reader of that stuff. And uh, I always joked that if he'd only put them in plastic bags, I'd be rich today. Because oh. we had literally, dude, we had thousands of comics, you know. And, uh, uh, but no, it's just like, and, and this is my my thing too. It's like, you know, you read it, you roll it up, you put it in your back pocket, and you're mm-hmm. done, right? Right. And uh, so whenever I, when the, you know, people always say, oh, I understand your brother was a collector. No, my brother just read <laughs> comics. <laughs> uh, shitload of them. So, um, you know, and that's, and that's uh, you know, I'd, I'd go through this stuff and, and, you know, especially with like Stan Lee, whenever Stan, Lee, Stan Lee wrote something, I'd be like, oh, what is that word? Holy shit. I gotta, <laughs> I better look this <laughs> I gotta up. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I loved it. And, and what was interesting was, um, some of the comics that he would bring home were like classics illustrated where they do those comic adaptations like three musketeers or count of monte cristo or you know all this stuff and and so i'd go from from reading this you know a 24 page adaptation of like a 380 page novel and, and i'd go and find the book itself and start reading that mm. and uh um and that's that's when i started re- I, I read i read I don't have any now because my wife would kill me if I kept them. But I used to have hundreds of paperbacks mm. in the house. It's just like, you know, it's like I could build tables with. It was like Legos. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the Internet and iPad and all that stuff came along. So I don't do that anymore. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I love comics, man. I just love the, I love the medium. I love the art form. In fact, my brother was a was a a really really talented artist. Um, I, pretty much everyone in my in my immediate family and also my like my uh, my cousins, they're all artistic in some way, shape, or form. So I said, I'm I'm going to become a comic book artist, man. So the two problems that I had uh, was that at that point, most of the comic book people they were all in New York. Mm-hmm. Here I am in Chicago. And the second part is I suck at drawing. <laughs> Nothing will put a damper on your career as a comic <laughs> artist than the fact that you can't draw with this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, so I said, well, let me try Let me try my hand at, at, at writing. So I did that, you know, and I, I wrote poems in school. You know, that's how you get the girls, right? Um, I wrote <laughs> poems and I did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, so I did a lot of that and I just, you know, I just, I kept coming with stories, you know, and, uh, uh, but what was interesting was in as much as I loved superhero comics, I knew I could never write them. Mm. That stuff is just way beyond me. It's just like, ah, oh, you know, because I, I was writing anti-heroes before anti-heroes was a thing, oh, you know, amazing. it's like, yeah, I want to do a superhero story, but like, I'm going to kill. That's a comic I would love to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll mean... write it one day. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh and and I thought, okay, what can what can I write that um uh, that would interest me? Because obviously in any anytime you create anything, you 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 have to be your worst audience, right? Mm-hmm. But you because you're always doing stuff for yourself first, right? And uh, uh and I loved horror, man. I would uh man, I would watch I'd watch, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, and all this stuff, and uh, um, you know, and then you know, hide under the sheets, or 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 worse, my poor sisters, my older sisters, are like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm just, I just, it's cold in my room. And then you liar. Were you watching a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just sleep here for a while? Um, so, so as I was as I was trying to develop whatever whatever limited skills I now have. Um, it was always that kind of stuff, horror stuff and, and and dramatic stuff and slice of life and science fiction. Anything that where I could I could create these characters that felt real and sounded real mm-hmm. and I could put them through their paces, you know, and put and have them and so that so so their reactions to whatever extraordinary events they were in felt real, you know? And 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 that's what I wanted to do, you know. Uh, but again, uh, like I said, I, you know, I was born in 1960, right? So uh, most of the comics back then were out of New York. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, it's uh, my, my brother. I think my brother wanted to be a comic book artist. Too. He had the skills. He could have done it. Um, but again, New York, Chicago, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. back in the 60s, that's, that's like worlds away, right? Yeah. And uh, there weren't a lot of opportunities for him. So he went, he decided he was going to get into architecture. Problem with architecture, it's just buildings, 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 buildings. You know, you, unless you put a cape on a building, it's like it's not very exciting stuff. <laughs> uh, so, so he gave he gave that up. And for me too, I didn't. You know, I'm I'm Puerto Rican. I didn't know a whole a whole lot of Latinos who were working in comics. Yeah. Uh, then I found out that um, uh, I I can't remember his name now. Oh, Ernie Colon, hmm. New York Puerto Rican. He drew. Um, he drew Richie Rich, um, and it was phenomenal. I'm like, oh my god, there's there's somebody like me who's working in comics, and uh, I thought, okay, I, I can do this then, right? So uh, 
So I, I just kept writing these stories. I, I'm not really sure how I was going to break into it. I knew how comics were made because I would literally, <laughs> all the collectors out there are going to groan. Um, I would take these comics and I'd peel back the staples and I'd pull them apart so I could see, oh, okay. So this is one sheet of paper and they got four <laughs> pages on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I, you know, that was like Avengers number, you know, pick one that's like worth a lot of money right now. And I really, <laughs> um, I could hear the collectors right now just screaming at the top. I know, of I know, like, I know. This motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so I guess they got the, the pitchforks coming at me now with the and torches. And like, Burn the monster. Burn the monster. So, and so I had, I, had, I remember I, I had, uh, uh, I'd send some stories off off to to Marvel and DC. You know, I I I type my my little stories right, and you know, use the little eraser or that little whatever the equivalent of whiteout was back then, right? And then I fold it up and I I'd, I'd write you know two Marvel comics, you know, New York, New York, whatever, stick it in the mail, and I never heard from them. I don't know why. Uh, and uh, so it was it was a dream that I I wasn't sure that I could actually pursue. Um, and then. Uh, uh, and then I started working in advertising. Uh, nothing sexy, you know. I was just like I was making photocopies. <laughs> and stuff you know? I work in advertising. What'd you do? <laughs> I make photocopies. Uh, you know. So it, it, it was it wasn't like uh, Mad Men style. No, walking around with was, your man. whiskey whiskey cup. Oh, know, I got in suits. the suits. Yeah, 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 suit yeah. In the whiskey cup. Oh, uh, I and I can afford to do that now, but that's like people just laugh at me more than they do already. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I try not to do that. Um, so, but you know, it, what's what's interesting to me is that is that in advertising, uh, I met all these storyboard artists. These guys are phenomenal. These guys can draw anything, man. You know, it's like it's like when they're when you're when you're storyboarding a, a commercial, and it's like some woman coming home with groceries, and she throws them on the table, but the phone rings. She's got to pick it up, and she's cooking something, but the food burns because she's she's on the phone and then you know and the commercials for like hey get uh, get extension cord for your phone and you now you can walk 30 feet and that um <laughs> but these guys they could draw they could draw the phone they could draw the food they could draw the kitchen they could draw the woman they you know just phenomenally talented guys and i thought they could all be comic book artists right um uh, so i met some of them and i just would geek out on them i met the guy you guys remember the raid uh yeah uh, bug spray commercials yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The artist on that was a man named Don Pegler, and um, the company I think the the company that made Raid was like Johnson and Johnson or something. Yeah, it was Johnson. So, Don Pegler, no matter what ad agency was doing the Raid commercials, Don Pegler would go and work at that ad agency, like he was the guy. He was the bug guy, mm-hmm. and that's all he did all day long, drawing bugs. I'm like, that's a job I would love. But you know, remember I suck. So <laughs> anyway, so I was, uh, uh, and I, I'd met this really wonderfully talented uh, uh, storyboard artist named uh, uh, William Seitu Hayden. Uh, Seitu is, I think, I'm sorry, Seitu, I'm going to put. I believe that it's Swahili for artist. Seitu means mm-hmm. artist, and uh, um, he had actually drawn some comics, you know, little strips and stuff for different things. But he's also a storyboard artist. And uh, we became friends. Uh, and uh, when I moved from one agency to another smaller agency, I met uh, I met a young lady um, named Cindy Goff, and uh, she was working in a different department. But you know, we'd we'd meet for lunch or coffee or whatever. And she started telling me these stories about her experiences as a as a Peace Corps volunteer mm-hmm. in Central Africa. Um, uh, Cindy's a wonderful woman. She's a a, a white lady. 
from Minneapolis who went to Central Africa to show the people there how to dig wells and build bridges and you know and, and give injections to people and it was it was a very eye-opening experience for her and uh ultimately very unsatisfying because she thought who am i to tell these people how to live right you know it's like it's like so it, it turned out to be not a not a great experience for her um and so she she would start telling me these stories and i said dude you gotta you gotta do something with this and she said, nah, you know, there's so many people who, who come back to the States. They, they all write books about their memoirs of, of uh, working as Peace Corps volunteers. I said, yeah, but nobody's ever done it as a comic book. So oh. I said, I said, let's work together. So we started writing some scripts. She would tell me stories. I'd write them down and we started working together and crafting these things. And uh, she's like, well, who's going to draw it? And I went, ding. So I, I called up my friend, William Saitu Hayden. I said, hey. Do you want to draw a comic book? And he's just such a chill guy. I said, yeah, cool. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> okay. So we, uh, so, uh, so we, so he, he did some drawings and stuff and uh, he did some sample pages and we had sample scripts and, you know, back then the, uh, it was Chicago comic-con, right? They mm -hmm. were at, I'm I'm getting my I'm horrible with dates, so already don't tell me what your birthdays are because you're not getting shit from me. Okay? <laughs> uh, so, so we would go to these comic book conventions. And we went to Chicago Comic Con, and I think it was when they were at the Congress Hotel on Michigan Avenue, okay. right across from Roosevelt University. Yeah. Oh my God, those were the greatest conventions of my life because you could go there, and I would be like three feet away from like Neil Adams. Yeah, yeah I'm just like. And it, uh, uh, just amazing, amazing experience. Anyway, so nobody was interested in our comic. Uh, <laughs> we were shopping it around, you know, and uh, nobody. We got uh, we got really close with. Uh, you guys remember Now Comics? They published Speed Racer and Green oh, Hornet. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the head of that was a, a cat named Tony Caputo, and he was ultimately, I, I guess there are not many people who like him. Uh, in hindsight, you know. But at the time, it was very cool to us. He's like, hey, look, I really like this book. It's going to sell for shit. I'm telling you now. It, nothing's happening with this. But I like your writing and the artwork's really cool. And uh, you just got don't don't stop shopping it around. Uh, he said, you know, I, I'd publish it for you, but I actually like making money. So I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Hard then, reality right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> it's like a truth bullet right there. Right? Yeah. Uh, so so like, it, and so as it as as it happens, we um at, at one convention we met these two guys, um Alan Payne and Paul Ewart, and they were working for uh, a bookstore in Minneapolis, where where Cindy is from, uh, called Dreamhaven for a guy named Greg Ketter, uh, Ketterer, and. Uh, uh, they want to publish comics, so they and they had. They, there was a lot of really talented artists in uh, in the Minneapolis St. Paul of the, uh, the whole state, um, <laughs> and uh, they were publishing some some cool stuff. And they liked they liked the connection that you know, Cindy was from from Minneapolis. They're from Minneapolis. The storyline was cool. And at that time, um, I think Ronan had just come out, and um, uh, you know that other one. watch one. <laughs> I told you I was old. I forget this stuff easily. Um, and uh, 
and and you know and there were there were a lot of um the underground they weren't undergrounds anymore there there's this new line of 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 independently produced books some of them were superheroes some of them were action adventure all really cool stuff and uh they thought that this would be a good fit with whatever was going on in comics at the time so they um they they published the first two issues of tales from the heart and uh um you know, but as with everything, you know, something sells, something's dumped. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but after the second issue, it was like, this wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. The guys were great. Nothing against the guys, but, you know, it's like, if your book's not selling, you know, good business, business sense means, you know, you yeah, cut, time. You cut up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do next? So I'm like, I don't know. Uh, so I'm thinking my kind of dreams have been shattered. Right. And then we got we uh, we got a message from a guy named uh, Dan Vado, out of San Jose, California, and he was the publisher of a line of books called Slave Labor Graphics, and uh, they were publishing some really cool stuff as well, all black and white books. And he said he wanted to take over publishing Tales from the Heart. I'm like, why? He's like, oh man, this is this is a cool book. I said, this book sells for shit. You know that, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. So I still want to publish it. I'm like, dude, I just told you it really sells for shit. You're not going to make any money. And he said to us, if the only way that I can finish reading the adventures of this of this woman, this young woman in Central Africa, is to publish this book, then I'm going to publish the book. Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, dude. You know, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So he did. He took over publishing with issue three. And uh, um, we got a lot of really, really nice people contributing covers to the books. Uh, uh, Jill Thompson from Sandman and everything else, Scary Godmother. Um, uh, I'm going to blank on all these names. Matt Wagner did a cover for us. Uh, just a, a really, really, just a, an incredible lineup of artists doing covers for us, you know. And uh, and the book still sold like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we found out that people in the industry, the writers, the artists, the editors, they were digging the book. In fact, um, um, there was a, a, a creator named Harvey Picar. He did a book called American Splendor. It was about his life as a janitor at some hospital or something. I can't, I can't remember what it's about. Now. Uh, and it was an amazing, amazing, amazing book. I was a big fan of it. Well, his wife, um, Joyce Brabner. Oh, names are coming back to me. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> She um, she wrote an article for a magazine called the Utney Reader. Um, it's kind of like a Reader's Digest for the smart people, right? Uh, so, so she did this article about adult comics or comics for adults, and uh, Tales of the Heart was mentioned in this. Oh, I'm like, damn, that was really cool. That was nice. Uh, and then because of that, more people found out about us, and we still sold like shit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I wait for it to be like. Right, I am waiting for the moment. It, 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 no, it no, just no. went off. No, no, no. Come, come back in three years, and I'll tell you. That. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so and, and it was this is weird. It's like this this kind of a a snowball effect, right? Uh-huh. So she writes this thing, and um, and the people from um, Aaron Spelling Productions, nine hundred two one zero, and all these other shows, right? They reached out to us and they said, we'd like to make a TV show about your comic book, Tales from the Heart. Oh, yeah. I'd, same look, Miguel. I was like, what? 
And back then, I, I, uh, that, that sounds like money, you know. So we got opportunity. I don't even. I don't even know if I should talk about that. I don't like somebody's gonna be pissed. Ah, whatever. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> there we go. So we got. We got a. Uh, we got. Don't a, listen to Dopey. Uh, don't listen to Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> I give very bad advice. Uh, so we, you were the one. Uh, so anyway, so they gave us a nice uh, royalty check, right? Uh, uh, not. A, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I can't remember the word for it now. Wow, COVID brain. Uh, they give us a nice check as a promissory note, right? To say, hey, you're, you're not going to date anybody else. You're going to let us do this. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, they were serious about this too. They actually had somebody write a pilot script for the show. Now, at no point was any of us going to say, you know, this book sells like shit and nobody really knows about it, right? <laughs> because I'm, I'm old. I don't think I'm a very great writer, but I ain't stupid. Right? <laughs> so, yes, we're in the Utney Reader. <laughs> Tom people love us. Anyway, so they did this pilot script, and the and the 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 script and the series was going to be called Ready. And so it's a Peace Corps volunteer in Central Africa. They were going to call it Hardcore. C O R P S. And oh. so I read the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I read the script, and remember, these are the guys who who produced Beverly Hills 90210. And uh, it was all this romantic stuff about these these white people who go to Africa, and they fall in love, and there's adventures, and dramatic backdrop, and, and all this stuff. And, oh, man, it was like, this has nothing to do with our comic book. And we don't care <laughs> because the money is coming in. The money's I gonna mean, be yeah. rolling in, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, we were we were gonna be we were gonna be technical advisors, right? And that's 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 a check right there. Yes, you know, we get paid just as being the creators. That's a check right there. I'm going to Hollywood. I'm finally gonna write my movie. You know, I got everything's laid out. <laughs> you know, dear day job, y'all suck. I'm gonna go to Hollywood. <laughs> uh, and then I don't I don't I think at some point. Somebody said to Aaron Spelling producers, like, you know, this book sells like shit, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway, oh, man. So, well, there's always that one person, man. There's the, always the that story, one goddamn person. There's always that one dude. It was probably Puerto Rican, too. Like, you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was all pissed off. Like, that guy. Uh, uh, so, what was, what was interesting was, and I found this out later on because I didn't really watch 90210, is that the lead characters in 90210 were also from Minneapolis. And they just thought there were like too many kawinky dinks in this thing. And I'm like, she could guest star. The character from the, the Peace Corps could guest star on 90210. It's perfect. Do a spinoff. Yeah, nobody was listening to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I took my measly check and went right to the bank and cashed it. And then I, I went home and cried for about five minutes. But I bought a lot of rum first. Of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so that happened. How long is this show, guys? As long as you want. Oh, okay. You right. Keep so, going. Keep settle, going. Don't worry. Set, settle in, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, so after that, um, what happened after that? Oh, um, uh, Cindy and I were, were going we're, we're to her place. We're working on the next script, and we got this voicemail. I think it was a voicemail on, on her on, on her answer machine. It's a big box that when mm-hmm. people call, 
they leave messages on. I'm just telling because I know you guys are so young. So it was no, a big I, box, right? <laughs> and, and, and they would call, and this machine would go out and have a little tape, and it went, and it would record messages. So there was a message from Neil Gaiman oh. saying how much he liked, saying how much he oh. liked Tales from the Heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I have never met Neil Gaiman. I've gotten this close. Wait, where's the key? There, this there. close. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's like, I'm not going to let me near Neil Gaiman. Are you? You know, it's like, okay, no, sorry. That's far enough, young young man. Um, but uh, uh, I owe him a lot. So, Neil, if you're watching me, thank you. Um, it was very cool. He wrote the introduction to a collected edition of Tales from the Heart, uh, which is very nice of him to do. Um, and, uh, you know, it was it was cool. So then after after Aaron Spelling, then the people who produce a show called Lamb Chop, I don't know if you guys yes, there's a little, yes, there's a, little yes. a little lamb puppet, right? <laughs> the song that never Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was a high five, bro. Oh yeah, that was what I was <laughs> uh, Um they wanted to produce it, but they didn't they didn't have nearly as as deep uh, a, a pocketbook as, as spelling did. But that didn't go anywhere either. Anyway, so short story, really long. Um, uh, we're like, okay, so slave labor continued to 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 publish the book, and then we were at a trade show. So um, back in the day, um, there were the, the two big distributors, right? There was uh, Diamond, and then there was Capital City, <laughs> and Capital City was based out of Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, anyway, so they would put these trade shows on, and and it would be only for retailers, so that you'd have all the all the big companies come in, and they have their they you know they bring out the writers and artists and you know really talented people. And slave labor asked us if we could go. I'm like, all right, you got nobody else in the area. All right, so we go. You know, we were, we were chosen by proximity. So we uh, so we 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 drive out to Madison, Wisconsin, went to this trade show, and I'm thinking, you know, I've I've been to comic show, you know, conventions. I'm like, this was a whole different beast because comic book fans you know nowadays especially they're ravenous right they'll tell you if you're fucking up yeah retailers they just won't even look at you like oh that's your book okay fine thank you <laughs> um so we go, we go to this trade show we're meeting people we're passing out copies of the book and uh um a lovely young man named lou bank uh who was working for marvel he came up to us and he said oh my god you guys do tales from my heart like yes, yes we do. See, I love that book. Thank you. You know I'm like oh my god, a Marvel dude like really likes our book. He's like he's like I, I really want to I want I want to show your book to some people. I just want to see if I can help you guys out. Um, do you have some extra copies? Oh my like, dude, here boom boom, two three four five. There's there's all the copies. You know, uh, he's like oh great great great. I'll let you know what I find out. So the next day, you know I'm really excited, right? I can't sleep because the Marvel guy is looking at my stuff. He comes back and he's and he's like, I love this comic book. And then he told us he'd never heard of it before. <coughs> before he asked for those copies, he'd never heard of Tales of the Heart. This book never that he told us he loved, he's like, he'd never read it before. He's talking out of his ass. Wow. But this time, <laughs> but he, he said he stayed up all night and he did read them because he was like telling us all the you know stuff that was in the comics. And uh, I thought that was really cool. So he pushed Marvel to take over publishing the book 
from Slave Labor Graphics. Oh, shit. It would be a what? Marvel book, right? 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 So, idiot, sometimes. So I go to Marvel and I'm like, so what happens if this thing doesn't, I mean, what's your, what's your break even? You know, they go, oh, well, $20,000, 20,000 copies is, is uh, anything below that. I said, so if it sells below 20,000 copies, you'll cancel it, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, we have to. I'm like, okay. Our best-selling issue of Tales of the Heart was 500 copies, guys. Anyway, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm thinking, oh, dumbass, dumbass, dumbass. And uh, they said, okay, well, maybe we don't want to take over a pose in your book. And they said, well, what, what if we reprint the, the, the issues you already have? And uh, uh, I said, well, you can take a look at them. So, you know, send them copies. And they're like, oh, man, this, this book doesn't have a real finite end. Like, it, like, like uh, we need, like, issues one, two, and three, like, combined to make one story. I'm like, we've already done the comic. Right? I'm not going to rewrite it to, to fit this model. And I said, and what about slave labor? What happens to them? They're like, so we turned them down. We turned Marvel down. I said, sorry, oh. this guy's publishing this book knowing it doesn't sell. And you guys, you guys will cancel us before the first, <laughs> first issue even comes out. I, I mean, that's, so, I think that's a fair, it's fair to do. It, yeah, it does sound yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, it sounds crazy. Like, oh, it, we turned out Marvel, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, it's like on the one hand, there's people going, yay, yay, indie, indie pride, right? And they go, you stupid. <laughs> uh, and both, both sides are right. Both sides are right. Um, anyway, so, so I went, I went back to them and said, what if we did like a special, like a one shot, an original story for Marvel? And they went, yes, let's do it. So they did. And the book was called Temporary Natives, and we wrote a special story, a standalone story for that. And uh, um, it was professionally lettered. It was professionally colored. We made buku bucks. Again, went straight to the bank, you know, bought some rum. Um, and, uh, and it was cool. And they said, you know what? We like this so much. We're going to do, we want to do another one. I said, okay. And that one was, was called uh, Bloodlines. And that was the book that was in ninth. 1993, I think it was. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I'm horrible with dates. Um, uh, it was nominated for two Eisners. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was very, Just very like, cool. It was like, oh, you know, we lost up in the game. And, year. Oh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. So, let me, Ernest, let me throw is, some knowledge on your ass, man. Ernest is literally <laughs> sending us, like, as, you, as you're talking about this, he's sending us the links to everything. So, yeah, nice. uh, like, nice. we're, send me like, those links too, bro. So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest says this was published. Anyway, so yeah, so it was not for two Eisners. And that was very cool. Uh, that, was, that was really, really exciting. I didn't mind losing to Neil Gaiman. Like you know, yeah. Oh, what Neil Gaiman, Rath Nevis, come on. So, uh, but it was it was it was very neat. It was very neat. Um, and uh, and it was exciting. And through that, um, I mean, more Marvel connections. And uh, we met. Uh, it was at another. It was at another convention out in the Minneapolis area. Lou was there, and uh, and a guy named Fabian Nicieza. Uh, at one time, he was uh, he was part of the the Marvel merchandising and, and marketing team or whatever, and uh, he had just started doing a lot of writing for Marvel, um, 
and he was doing a lot, a lot of editing too. Um, Fabian, by the way, is the co-creator of Deadpool. Oh, so yeah. Oh well, shit! He's not according <laughs> to Rob Liefeld, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's another story. That's that's a that's a drunk on rum story. Uh, <laughs> That's after episode... dark hours. That's after dark yeah, yeah, hours, yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. Geek Studios. That uh, you know the line? is really trying to push that, and that's exactly oh, really? what he says too. Oh my god, I, I'm there. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> so Fabian is so so Lou is annoying the shit out of Fabian. I was like, come on, dude, you gotta look at this. This is really cool. These guys are great. So um, Fabian offered us some books. He and he was editing the Star line of comics that Marvel had. It was like their their kids section, mm-hmm. uh, their their kid line of books. So he offered Cindy Barbie, and he offered me Mighty Mouse to write or to you know to to to, to try to uh, to audition for. And uh, I thought Mighty Mouse. And at the time, I was real. I was so jazzed because I thought. The really old Mighty Mouse cartoons, where he's yeah. like he's got the really skinny arms and legs, and then he then he, he eats whatever he does, or yeah. and he gets that big muscle right here. I was oh man, I was there for that. And they said no, no, we're gonna do the Bakshi version. I'm like oh, I don't want to do that. Man. <laughs> but then I, at the same time, at the same time, I'm thinking, how the hell does this guy think these people who are writing this comic book about this dramatic series about a Peace Corps volunteer in Central Africa? Are perfect to write Barbie and Mighty Mouse. So that um, actually was going to be my question because it seems like yes, looking through your collection of um, comics and things that you've written, it's yes. been like it was a shift from more realistic to definitely more of an imaginative artistic comic style. Um, and, yeah. and it was a shift from there to more of a horror, which I kind of appreciate. Thank you, thank you. Thank so you. How, and you know how, why I did it? How did you sh- maneuver through that? Tales from the heart, no money. Horror comics, a little bit of money. <laughs> it, was, it was economics, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can't deny that. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even when we look at careers now, I, yeah, me and Miguel <clears throat> and I, dope. We all kind of used to work in like the shipping area, receiving right. shipping, and you know, warehousing. And we all kind of shifted to kind of more into the See? IT side because that's where the money same, resides. Same story, but different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all we all do what we got to do. Uh, uh, definitely. You know, and, and like I said, I mean, uh, you know, when you when you rewind this later, you hear me babble on about loving horror. That's uh, that was kind of it. So anyway, so um, um, so I, I politely turned down Mighty Mouse, um, and. Then Fabian said, well, we're going to bring back Son of Satan, the old 1970s horror comic. Um, and we want to we want to modernize him. And we're going to call the book Hellstorm Prince of Lies. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. He says, I want you to audition for it. I said, OK. So. Um, so back then, it's like maybe still, I don't know. I'm not working for Marvel. Um, they they wanted you to write a, sort of a treatment. Like, what's your take on the character? Um, and they wanted two years of plots because they wanted to make sure that you had enough ideas to generate 24 comics on a character, right? So now I'm sweating balls, man. I'm like, okay, what? Uh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I was a big fan of the Son of Satan book. I'm a big fan of horror. Marvel wants to do horror. 
I'm there for that. The furnace just kicked on in the background because again, I'm in the basement and scared the shit out of me. It is the same thing <laughs> on my last interview too. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta find a better place to do these interviews. I need those, I need those cool sound things that you got, Miguel, right next to you. Oh, right next to me. Yeah, yeah, the baffles <laughs> and stuff. I gotta get some cool headphones. You know, now this is me and Bez with our, with our AirPods. Our AirPods. Cool. Don't worry, these are, these are like twenty, thirty dollar ones. So you, oh, your, yeah, yours yeah, are more expensive works. than these ones. And oh, okay, it's... okay. Those things that make my ears sweat. There's nothing worse. They, they, I mean, they really get, do. I, I can't right? get used to them. I can't get used yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like neck sweat, butt sweat. Okay, but ear sweat, that's the worst, <laughs> man. It's like everything you're underwater. Uh, anyway. Uh, you were warned that this is going to be lively conversation. Yeah, with no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. All right, okay. <laughs> Dear guys, Graf is insane. Don't even just shut him up <laughs> once in a while. Uh, anyway, so so I, I so I tried out for I tried out for Hellstorm Prince of Lies. Um, it was great fun to do. I, again, it was it was nerve wracking, but it was great fun to do. I found out later on that uh, I was competing with three other writers, uh, Kurt Busiek, who went on to do Astro City, and, and Superman books and win a lot of awards. Um, a Canadian writer named Mark Asquith, who's an incredibly talented dude. I was I was loving his stuff. And uh, and then I always call him Chichester, but I understand it's actually pronounced Chichester. And he was the number two guy at Epic Comics under Archie Goodwin, greatest writer in the world. And uh, I thought, yeah, two of these guys already work for Marvel. The other guy is like well loved. What chance do I have? I got the assignment. <laughs> I still, I still, oh. I still say that the reason I got it is because they thought. This kid doesn't know what the hell he's doing. We can push him around and make him do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish mortals. <laughs> um, anyway, you guys need to do a station break? You're listening to Geek Studios on StreamYard.com. <laughs> special guest, Rafael Nevis. Go ahead, everyone and take a drink. That's how you do an intro. <laughs> hey, shut up, man. I tried. I was under pressure. No. I was under no, pressure. No, dude, thank you, did, you, thank, did you thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. I loved it. I loved I it. I gave you shit because I, I, I really uh, appreciate it. Everybody gives me shit, and I'm <laughs> They told me they didn't tell you, right? These two, these two mugs contacted me before and said, "We're gonna fuck with Mez, man." <laughs> oh, you dirty bastard! I knew something was up. I knew something was up. I knew something was up. Anyway, <laughs> see, I knew this... something was up. And this is why I can appreciate as I've read through some of the comics, like your writing style, you talk almost like you write and you draw us along. You create all these believable moments, even though they're completely fiction. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just bullshitting you, brother. <laughs> it's so like, but it's, it's, you can pull, you know how to pull the heartstrings, you know how to hit on the right notes and the right things. Um, Thank you, man. That's very kind. You're talking about Hellstorm. I think you wrote about six issues. I wrote well. I wrote three issues. So we're now we're in the Hellstorm phase, right? So yes. um, after I got the assignment, I found out that there is no Satan in the Marvel universe, nor is there a Hell in the Marvel universe. And I thought you're asking me to write a book called, formerly called Son of Satan, about the Son of Satan who rules Hell. But there's none of that in the Marvel universe. They went, nope. 
And I went, oh, <laughs> shit. So my dream of writing this really cool adult, you know, horror comic for a Marvel book, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. I went, boom. Um, meanwhile, the guys over at Vertigo, because Vertigo had just started around then, right? Oh, yeah, Vertigo. Oh, man. I would go to these conventions and I'd, met, I'd meet the DC guys and be like, hey, you're the dude writing that Vertigo book for Marvel. I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I, I bristled under the Marvel style of writing, which is you write one paragraph, which equals one page of comic. And then it, the, that goes out, that plot goes out to the artist who will draw whatever the fuck they want to draw. <laughs> And then the art comes back to you and you have to try to somehow salvage the story that you wrote, which is why <laughs> I always felt that during that period, Marvel comics were super overwritten. Right. And I realized the reason is that because the art, the writer's trying to get back his story. So <laughs> that's why, that's why everyone describes what they're doing while they're doing it. You know, I was like, in case you didn't understand, Wolverine has extended his claws and is, you know, <laughs> who ha you know, Wolverine, who has an adamantium skeleton, and you know, it's like, oh, okay. I couldn't see he was tearing the shit out of somebody, but thank you, writer, for explaining that to me. Uh, so they were so more explaining it to themselves than they were the readers. It, it kind of, well, they were, they, yeah, they were kind of like, I'm a writer. I should actually write something on this. Um, by the way, you realize that by saying this, I have now completely just. I'm never going to work for Marvel or DC ever again. <laughs> like that guy, I don't want to work with him. Um, who does he think he is? Anyway, so I, it was really difficult for me to do that because I, I'm very used to writing full script. Mm -hmm. Page one, panel one, time of day, location, character says this, this character says that, maybe there's a caption, uh, describing inner thoughts. There was none of that in the, in the plots I was writing, you know? And it was freaking me out. I was like, I, I, I didn't know how to do that. Um, the, the other thing that kind of, I'm sure got me fired off the book was that I would write my scripts in longhand on legal pads. I didn't type them up. It was like me with my big pen or my flare, my big flare writing the scripts out. And uh, they were so freaked out about it. Like they were afraid to ask for changes. Because that would mean I have to write another 40 pages of script in longhand on legal pads. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't design it that way at all. It's just it's purely coincidental that I didn't own a computer <laughs> uh, or, a, or, a, or a typewriter. Um, so anyway, so, uh, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a real struggle. Um, uh, this, this is my favorite story. Fabian, God bless him. He was so worried about this whole, you know, Raph is writing these legal pads. Somebody's got like pads and pads of, of, of scripts from me, all the handwritten, you know, like, oh my God, this has got to be worth like defense. Um, uh, <laughs> Fabian sent me an IBM Selectric typewriter. That's the thing about the size of a car. Oh, and when you, when you turn it on, it sounds like a nuclear reactor. You're like, <laughs> That thing scared the shit out of me, man. It was the heaviest. It was the heaviest piece of furniture I've ever owned. 
Like I put it on the table. I had to support the table to keep it from collapsing. <laughs> for for so, our viewers who are too young to remember or don't know, a typewriter was a keyboard <laughs> that also print out. <laughs> just, just tell them to that Google it. Just tell them to Google it. <laughs> oh. so if I piss my pants during this interview, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh. exactly right. I, I, um, I'm, I'm glad that Dopey's saying Google it. Uh, so uh, me and Ernest, we work in IT. So right. our answer for everything is Google it. Yeah. Because that's what we got, right? Yeah. Uh, so sometimes Dopey will come like, hey, you guys work in IT. How can I do this? How can I do that? We're like, Google it. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, assholes, I'm over here coming because I don't know. We're like, yeah, <laughs> Google it. You know? It's almost an immediate response. I can't do this. Just Google it, dude. And he just looks at us. He's like, you know what? You guys work in IT now. You guys think you're the <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. Look right. at you guys. So, yeah. Next time, Google this. I <laughs> said, <laughs> Google this. Uh, anyway, so that sounds, I, that so, sounds uh, a little more professional. Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google, you know, Not Google. Hey, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You got a point there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the IT guys say Google it, they say, Google this. Right? <laughs> uh, anyway. I don't know how it happened, but a very short time after I got this IBM Selectric, I came home and it was on the floor in pieces. Oh. I don't know how it happened. The rum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One night it was rum. Yeah, and then... yeah, yeah. It was rum, rum, and, <laughs> rum induced frenzy. And then Fabian, then Fabian offered to send me another one. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. please don't do that. Uh, but it didn't matter because I, I was, I was already off the book at that point anyway. I think so. It, so I struggled. I struggled under the under the the Marvel House style, and uh, so I, I uh, so to complete this part of the story, the life and times of Raph Nevis, um, I wrote issues one, two, and three of 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 Hellstorm, Prince of Lies. I did the plot for issue four. Had nothing to do with issue five, which is weird because issues four and five was a two-part story. Um, they kicked me off the book, but they said, we're going to let you, you know, we'll let you write your own swan song. So they let me write issue six, which is still my favorite story and, and the ones that I wrote. Um, what was funny was issues four and five. Uh, and again, this is this is that, the whole process of, of, of working with a big publisher, right? Issues four and five had to have a guest star. Mm. Uh, they were, they were going to let me use Wolverine. So if you look back, issues four and five of every Marvel comic from that time or any time period really always has a guest star because mm. sales plummet, right? Issues one, yeah. issue one always sells really well. Then issue two goes dips a little bit, issue three is and then but you don't know because you're already announcing these books, right? You're not gonna get your numbers back. So they just know what's gonna happen. But issue four, you have a guest star, somebody who's really selling, and then sales go up again, right? Oh, sure. So they wanted me to use Ghost Rider. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider, why not? Um, the editor of Ghost Rider, <laughs> the editor of Ghost Rider was not very willing to let us use that character because <laughs> apparently, I'm still trying to write a horror comic for adults in the in the Marvel <laughs> universe, and they weren't having that. What he's he's so bad that that that. <laughs> Oh. Son of Satan guy. He's so mean. So, uh, so like none of the Midnight Suns were playing with Hellstorm. None of them. And uh, uh, so I, 
<laughs> I had to create a new character. And it was called Soulfire. 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 He was a guy who was part demon who rode a motorcycle. <laughs> huh? I like yes. it. Okay. You know, okay. Right? Right? I'm looking at my second Eisner at this point, man. Like, oh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really difficult. They were they were absolutely correct uh in in in, in kicking me off the book. I mean I you know, but I did I did love writing it and and I, I swear I swear to God. I'm looking at a picture of Jesus in front of me. I swear to you, uh, if Marvel ever say you want to write another Hellstorm book, I'm like, I am so there because I'm going to fuck that shit up. <laughs> uh, I already have a plot for it and everything. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so, so uh, my, my time at Marvel came, came to an end. Um, uh, the, the bright side was that um, a, a short time after that, I got my first royalty check for issue one of Hellstorm. Mm-hmm. So I retired for a year. Yeah. That was good times. Oh shit! It got quiet. You guys are all like, "Whoa!" What? Oh, um, I, I, so yeah. I'm. I, I was googling Soulfire. Actually, <laughs> oh, wait oh, a God. minute, of you already? Because his, his real name is Jason Maldano. Maldonado. Mal, Maldonado. Oh, Maldonado. Yeah. Yeah. Maldonado. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it I, says I just... here that he, at one point, was going to replace Doctor Strange as the next Sorcerer Supreme. Wow. <laughs> once once you once you make these things and you and you and they're like little babies right you know you send them out to the marvel universe never to hear from you know you don't write you don't call you don't tell me like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah uh so i i said that issue six was my my favorite issue of uh of hellstorm to write and uh, i think i wrote that one full script i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna write this thing and uh, and it was and, and it's still my favorite. And people still come up to me now, and they're like, "Dude, the issue six was great." But my favorite moment in the four books <laughs> that I wrote was uh, it was called my, my I think it was called my my dinner with Strange or something like that. And I had I had Doctor Strange guest star in the second issue because uh, I love Doctor Strange. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, so I had a, so <laughs> so he was having I think he was having dinner with Hellstorm. Cause this is how I write, right? It's like these two guys, immensely powerful beings. What are they gonna do? Yeah, let's go have lunch. Um, <laughs> so they're having lunch, and and Doctor Strange is telling Hellstrom that Hellstrom is like you know, kind of a punk. Like, dude, just relax, okay? You're kind of you're a little hot headed here. Um, and he mentions a character, and I you know, I was referencing John Constantine from Hellblazer. Oh, oh. So if you guys get a hold of that. Actually, you can get a hold of it by buying the collected Hellstorm, Prince of Life, <laughs> from Marvel Comics. It's just he one through say, 11. He did say he was in advertising. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. On sale now. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, so yeah, that was my that was my time doing uh, doing Hellstorm. After that, it was just like I couldn't get arrested, man. I went back over to next convention. I went over to the DC guys. Hey, remember me, guy who wrote the Vertigo book for Marvel? Uh, yeah, we don't. <laughs> so i said it's time to go back to the independent field so i did and uh, and 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 then i, I started doing the horror stuff because i thought you know what i'm not gonna make any money right uh no one's gonna know who the hell i am and but i love writing i love writing comics so i'm gonna write what i want to write 
you know, and, and, and leave it at that. You know, I got a day job. I got the mortgage is being paid. I hope, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, so it's cool. So I, yeah, I went back into the independent market and just started writing whatever I wanted to write. So shoot me one second. Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> literally a second, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so I do got a question. So, uh, how did you, uh, get started working with, uh, Korea publishing? That that's another interesting story. Thank you for that question, Miguel. Let me tell you this. Oh, no problem. Um, it was not so scripted. Th- Wow. <laughs> I like that. Okay. And now you say. Um, uh, so, uh, Guerrilla Publishing had done um, two books called Tales from the Cryptic Closet. Yes. Uh, two, two horror anthologies. And uh, uh, a d- very dear friend of mine, Bill Hallier, um, worked on both those issues. And so they did, they did their Kickstarters. I'm like, oh, I'm in. I got to get these. And I loved them. I thought they were very, very cool. And, uh, you know, I'd write to Bill and go, man, he's, his art is amazing on the stuff that you're doing, the covers. And uh, he would do all the uh, all the in-between pages, the pages between the stories, you know, like the yeah. like the old uh, creepy, you know, where he'd introduce stuff. And lo and behold, one day Bill reaches out to me and says, hey, Raph, do you want to write a story for the third issue, the third volume of Tales from the Cryptid Closet? I'm like, do I? Yeah. He said it's going to be in 3D. I'm like, oh hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> so in my brain, right, um, I'm thinking if they're going to do 3D, I want to write like one of those old Roger Corman, American International kind of 50s uh, sci-fi monster stories. Um, so I did. I sent it to Bill. I thought, oh, Bill's going to draw the shit out of this, right? At the time, I thought it was going to be like one panel of each page. We're going to have some kind of 3D effect, right? So that's how I wrote the script. You know, like. Page three, panel four. The dart comes at her. You know, it's like, ooh, 3D effect. And uh, little did I realize the whole damn thing was going to be 3D. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, And it was, and it was great. And so, um, um, so I wrote it, and 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 Bill, he did draw the shit out of it. It was, it was really great fun to do. And uh, (laughs) they, uh, they were sending me art to look at. You know, just, you know, whatever. Bill was lettering. So. I tend to, I write, I letter, I do all the design of the books that I create myself, uh, the books that I self-publish. The only good stuff is the art. I had nothing to do with that. Everything else is mine. <laughs> um, so, so Bill lettered, lettered this story. It was, it was kind of weird, too. I was like, oh, man, Bill, let me let, all right, you, you're a better letterer. You do it. Um, where was I going with this? Shit. Like how the book was all, all 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all in 3D. So they sent me this artwork, right? And the fucking thing was in 3D. I couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so I'm going through my boxes and boxes of crap, right? And I'm thinking, did I ever did I ever pledge to a Kickstarter that had like some other 3D thing? Looking for glasses. I went to my daughter's room. Uh, I'm like, honey, do you have any 3D glasses? She's like, what? <laughs> so I went to Amazon and I ordered some 3D glasses, but they only sell them in like hundred packs. <laughs> so I know so, this guy's honest truth. So I I bought a hundred 3D glasses <laughs> for like nine ninety nine, so I could look at this page. <laughs> I'm not proud, clearly. You know. <laughs> 
when you get wrath, you get all the wrath, you know, good and bad and stupid. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I just thought it was such an amazing, amazing uh, accomplishment, you know, and what a what a cool book. And I thought, oh, my God. So these guys, I've I've pledged to uh, Kickstarters for for both their anthology books. They've asked me to do this. They're doing it in 3D. I looked at some of their other, other titles and I'm like, damn, this is really cool stuff that they're doing. So. I, I reached out to them and said, "Hey, do you guys, are you guys looking for anything?" Because I, because I, I had, uh, I just started working on that. I was halfway through writing a a, a werewolf comic, and uh, there were a couple of other publishers that were interested in uh, in, in in publishing it. And uh, but the story kept growing. It, just, it went from twenty four pages to forty eight pages to seventy two pages to to I cannot afford to publish these pages, right? Because <laughs> uh, I had every intention of uh, of, of publishing it, and uh, and I knew it was, it was beyond me. And I I thought I'll do a Kickstarter, but Kickstarter is scary. That's like a scary beast, man. It's like it so. I thought let me approach somebody who's smarter than me. Who actually has had successful Kickstarters and see if they'd be interested in doing this. <clears throat> they said yes. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So they uh, they 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 agreed to do it. And I, I I sent them the I sent them the uh, the book. So I had already uh, contacted this really incredibly talented Italian artist named uh, Andrea Meneghin, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we were we were introduced by another really uh decent dude named uh antonio salinas who is uh, an editor for uh, uh panini comics they're an italian publisher they do a lot of uh uh reprints of stuff and they also do some original stuff and uh antonio's a cool guy i met all these people on social media thank god for social media yeah i might i've i'd always been a fan of like uh european comics and manga and, and all that stuff and and being on facebook allowed me to meet all these cool people who just did oh man i'm just um, incredible talent um and that's that's how i met uh, andre and i said well you want to you want to draw this werewolf book and uh and anyone, anyone who goes on instagram right now or or or, or, or facebook will see uh, uh, andre has been posting some of the rejected drawings <laughs> that when he was trying when he was doing the character stuff for the book i'm like nah too long a tail Nah, too skinny. No. So now he's now he's putting them out there. Hey, support our Kickstarter. Here's the shit that got rejected by rap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm blowing my nose on camera. Um, I had actually I'd, I'd written a story um, uh, for another artist, uh, another dear friend of mine. Um, we had done a short uh, a short version of what has now become uh, Wolf Hunt, and. Uh, um, he had, I'd lost, I'd lost track of this artist and he came back and I said, you know, I really want to just kind of expand the story and he, he didn't have time. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to write each page as a, as one panel. So you, you're not, so don't think of it as drawing five panels a page for 72 pages. Just think of it as drawing 72 panels. And, uh, so I sent it to him and he's like, wow. No. Okay. <laughs> so, and then I found Andrea and Andrea's like, yes, let's go. Let's do it. Um, uh, I've never actually spoken to Andrea. Um, and so I, I, I'm sure once he hears this stuff, he's going to like send me hate mail. Like, I don't sound like that, Raphael. <laughs> you know, on, so, my side uh, of, on my side of the story. Yes, you do. 
when you get him on next time, he'll tell you all that. <laughs> <laughs> Why he's got to do like this, talking all the time like this? <laughs> so rude. Um, but immensely, immensely talented guy. And he just started drawing the shit out of this book. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I struck gold. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, so I, I had it. You know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was written, it was drawn, it was lettered. And I sent the whole shebang to, uh, to Gorilla. And they said, yeah, let's do it. And here we are doing it. And it was a while too, because, you know, and I, and this is what I, one of the things I really appreciate about, about uh, Gorilla Publishing is that they don't, they're not going to throw everything at you. They pace things out, right? Mm -hmm. They had two other books that they were, they're in the pipeline. They have Kickstarters. So, you know, even though I sent them a complete thing, they said, well, you know, you got to wait. We got to do these other two first. I'm like, cool. But it's like, it's been like months of like, oh my God, is, what is it my turn? What is it my turn? And, uh, and, <laughs> Now it's my turn, and uh, and I I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier with the results. They're great to work with. Um, um, they 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 definitely have allowed me creative freedom. You know they don't they're not they're not editing my stuff. Although maybe they should. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, and it's 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 been really really cool. So I'm very excited that uh, this Kickstarter is happening now, Thanks. and I get to meet you guys. Yeah. Bonus. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dopey was going to tell us a little bit about what Wolf Hunt, a little bit about Wolf Hunt, what it is, you know. Um, and, and um, Rafi will sit here and he will, he he will tell you whether you're right or wrong, Dopey. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Dopey. I'm I'm leaning back, although I'm going to fall off this chair. Oh man, <laughs> putting me back on the spot. I see. I, I did oh, tell hey. you <laughs> this. Bro, I did tell he... you. Oh, so you told him? Okay. So yeah, this, I told this him. couldn't. This couldn't be any worse than your intro. Yes. That was that 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 was something. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Ouch. But he said he, you can only go up from here, right? Positive feedback, dude. Positive feedback. Ooh, I had, I moment, but all of these guys made me believe something else. Okay. This is why I like you guys. Listen, listen, I, I admire you guys so much. I, I can't do what you do, but bullshitting that's my only superpower. I got, you know, if I can get you to believe me, Ernest is like, yes. He, he so, got... There's a reason why Ernest is shaking his head. Um, <laughs> if you, if you ever ever want to go anywhere and try and impress people take Ernest with you because yeah. he will sell you he will yes. sell whatever it is that you're doing right <laughs> now nice. like Quickstart right before Dopey talks about the Kickstarter like um, which Dopey should be taking his time to actually Think read, about his read it and start thinking about his words. You, I, I can't help but laugh and smile. And do, I, <laughs> I, I blame I blame all of you three. Okay? <laughs> you, you guys are doing this to me right now. Story time. So, uh, <laughs> me and Ernest, uh, once we started working in IT, uh, we started uh, going to IT events. So we would go to these huge events where, like, it was like CEOs like of big, huge companies. Um, like it was uh, Nvidia, it was Lenovo. Those little pocket pocket protectors. Yes, too? yes. So, yeah, some of them, yes. Yeah, protectors. <laughs> yeah. You had the name badges. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay. So like it so was a like, mental picture. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Lenovo, it was like Blue Cross Blue Shield, like all the like IT people and all those right big big important people. 
uh, and Ernest like, you know what? One day we're going to open up our own uh, IT company, our own IT consulting company. And I was like, yeah, it would be nice. Uh, we we kept talking about it, whatever, but it stayed there. Now, I started walking around and, you know, you have your little name badge. People look at me, they're like, Miguel. And I was like, oh, shit, I never met you in my life. I don't know how you know my name, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I heard so much about you. And I'm like, now I'm starting to worry. I'm like, how have they heard about me, right? Right. So they're like, oh, yeah, like, I was just talking to Ernest. I was like, oh, crap. I don't know where this is going, right? I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. They're like, yeah, they, you guys are starting your own company. You guys are doing this. It's wow. amazing. It's great. Oh, like, uh, so what is it? Like, what kind of consulting are you guys looking to do? Uh, maybe we can uh, start discussing, you know, like, future projects. And I'm just like, god damn. Wow. I'm like, I have no idea what Ernest. I do not know what Ernest says. So all I, I got to do the whole universal pitch like oh well we're looking at <laughs> the different things uh we did start looking nice. at marketing we did start looking a little bit into uh programming you know development so yeah. i do not want to say a specific specific field because i don't know what he said like we never <laughs> talked about this we just went in he did his thing nice. and now nice. i'm walking you know like i'm 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 trying to say bye to this person because I'm like all right, right let me get away from this conversation before <laughs> right. whatever happens so like the guy is like, oh, he called somebody else. Like, this is the guy. This is Miguel. So here comes another person. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, we were talking to Ernest. Like, oh, my God. Uh, so and he never, like, I see him. And he's talking to somebody. And he's like, hey, Miguel, come here. And I'm like, what? Uh, can you tell this guy about, like, uh, like, tell him a little bit about the game we created. And I was like, which one? You know, what are you talking about? He's, uh, he's, and I'm like, I'm thinking, so we worked on a uh, project for, a uh, I think it's okay to talk about it. We is it? Yeah, I, think I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't sign anything. Us. You did. I did. We both did actually. You signed for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was a difference. Talk about it. Okay, so we worked for a uh for a financial a fi financial literacy game for CIBC for the bank. Okay. Uh, so they go around schools and they, they have this financial literacy program that they, they teach kids in their school in schools, stuff like that. So they were looking for somebody to uh, create this game for them. So there was a few people that were doing this pitch. Me and Ernest going to do our pitch. Now, the we could now say the game did not work. Like it did not work at all. At but the beginning, no. so we again, this, this is just the pitch, right? Yeah. Great so. Concept. What we did is we we went into the code. We're like, look, first spin is not going to be random. You're going to land on this box because this box works. Because it, it, it was uh, think of Monopoly, kind of like that, like yeah, the yeah. Whole right, right, right. And it's yeah. like the second spin, you're going to roll a four. Like, this is what you're going to roll because that that block works. And that's that's what we did. And uh, they were seeing it like, oh my god, the dice like it's random. We're like, yeah, it's randomized this and that. So we we only coded up to five times, so we got up to three. Uh, we got up to three. They're like, oh, okay, oh, do one more. So like, oh shit, we did one more, and we're like, oh, if they ask for one more, we asked them to four. We we figured five would work, but we weren't a hundred percent sure. So we're like, I wonder how this is gonna go, right? So you know, we talked to we like uh, at the end we, I'll get I'll say this we did a really good presentation. Um, and it just happens that the age group that they were going for, my daughter was in that age group. 
So uh, they wanted like raw data, right? So what we did is we're like, all right, uh, we created surveys, we created all these things, and we had uh, my daughter fill them out. Uh, but we kind of felt a little weird about going to schools and asking kids like, hey, can you fill this out? Because you need to, you need, <laughs> right, you need, sure. you know, parents. So right, what right, we did right. is we cho- we just told my daughter fill this out like 20, 20 30 different times <laughs> as anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so we had real data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like you know, be like a few of them be brutally honest, you know. All of us be nice, be nice in the field, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, like being be being be more nice than brutally honest, you know. But like you know, it gives you your time for you to express yourself. So, like we did, we went out there. They were like the bank was like, you know what? Like we fell in love with the project. You know, we loved it, and uh, the mascot for the game. Uh, while while we were working on this, we were coding and stuff. They had there was a this there was this blue puppet the pig puppet okay. so i just put on my i put on the puppet and i was like and i started messing with ernest you know i was like so oh. you gotta explain this right <laughs> because <laughs> the way you're saying it that's fair like it's what happened but you don't understand we were it, we were we were working on this 12 hours a day five days a week we was head down we were exhausted and we reached a point of frustration like we're just it's a mental block we can't get this code to work we're frustrated i'm sitting here coding he takes a break he's like all right let's take a break let's take a break wow in this break i'm sitting here still just trying to do what i can on the code and he goes and gets this puppet now i'm not paying attention to him at all i'm just still just here hammering array coding away and the next thing I know, he it's just this blue thing right next to my face. I put my and headphones he, on. It. <laughs> the funniest yeah. part, he started telling dad jokes. So they were pig <laughs> pun dad jokes. Pig pun. You know? So like yeah. I would tell him, like, oh, like I'm here to fix your computer. Uh I'm tech support. <laughs> and, from, and from there, he's like, What the and, hell did you just say? <laughs> yeah. So, and, I'm frustrated. I'm already upset with the code that we can't get it working. He's over here. He's joking and laughing. And he just make it was frustrating me, but it was so stupid that it was funny. I'm like, did you really, did you really just call him tech support? And he just, it was like he had a book of jokes and he just kept going. It got to, it. it was a good time. It got us relaxed. It got us off at work. And from that moment though, I, I love the idea so much. I'm like, that has to be the mascot. But we coded text for into the game just because of that one moment of break and actually i feel like that was one of the highlights that the bank actually love is the mascot that we use and i'm like sheer accident it was us being stupid and it was us that we created it was something that he he created he loved it and i loved it and we just put it in because why not okay so what's the happy ending here (laughs) because the the happy ending is the game got picked uh in the end, uh, so they kind of bought the game from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so they're like, you know what, well, we like this, we do this, we're gonna have our people work on this. So yeah. we got, you know, we got bought out. It wasn't a huge buyout, it was a small buyout, yeah. but I'm um, like, oh, but it, it was cool and it was, it is something that to put into, you know, your resume, resume. whatever. Yeah, that is and awesome. The funny part is, all the game when we went up there to the bank, it was we just pulled it out of our ass. We had, nice. yeah, a game that didn't work. <laughs> We had yeah, yeah. it was a lot of smoke data. We had, we had <laughs> yeah, it's it smoke and mirrors bullshit. It was a great demo that we just pulled together. Um, but I think the whole point of this story was the fact that I can bullshit the best of them. <laughs> you want to talk Man. about bullshit? <laughs> 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 nice. Think about it like the whole nice. thing, and then 
I I still have people that still reach out to me on LinkedIn, like, hey, how's how's it going? How's VC doing? Yeah. I'm like, V so VC, good? you know, it's called V I C I. It was all like um abbreviated. No, that's not anyway. Um, no, it that wasn't. Was it was a Latin company. word. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Oh, a Latin you're right. Word. We did switch it to the Latin word, but yeah. So it originally it was a Latin VC. word, but we got tired of people saying calling it Vici because you know it's <laughs> right. it's Veni, Veni, Vici, Vici. So right. Ernest kept hating. He's like, I don't want it to be called VC. It's VC. So I'm like, you know what? If you keep saying the Latin word, they're gonna keep calling that. So from right. there, we came up with this whole concept. Oh, the V stands for something, uh, vision. Something. The I stands for integrity. All this shit. Like we came up with all, <laughs> a day before we presented, we came up with all this wow. shit. And That's wild. I was like, you know what? So yeah. Ernest could definitely bullshit. So now, speaking of bullshit, uh, dopey. Well, yeah, just, <laughs> this this whole story, guys. This kind of how I wrap my comics. <laughs> uh, I got I got twenty pages due tomorrow. Uh, about a pig. Who, I'm just saying, next month when you hear about some, you know, uh, a comic called Tech Support. Hey, hey, I would have loved that. Hey, I would. Now, if you want to use Tech Support in one of your comics. You don't even have to ask. Just, just do. Wow. It. Oh, and okay, matter of fact, got... we'll even send you a design for them. I mean, a nice. No, the design's yeah. horrible. Don't. First of all, I can't draw it. So what does it matter? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. So, the, so the design is just a cartoon pig. That it's he created. Blue. It's a blue but, pig. First off, he created it from scratch, and it's like got headphones nice. on it. So it, it, it's literally just I took circles and just put <laughs> like a circle on top of a circle. So that's like nice. it's a bad design. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad they revamped it because it, it was it was it was simplistic, uh, not bad. Yeah. It was simplistic, that's, but it worked. It worked. All right, so now Dopey, uh, please walk us through uh, <laughs> Wolf Hunt. What what's what is Wolf Hunt about? Uh, the listeners want to know. Uh, tell us a little, and then afterwards, Rafi could chime in. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter and a little bit about the comic itself, and correct you if if you're wrong. Okay, or when? All right. So the story begins in Bleak Street, a place where your worst nightmares basically come true. It's basically hell on earth on that one fucking street. Apparently, uh, there we have. This guy named Abel, who is not a hero. That's the favorite. That's one of my favorite things I've read right here. He's not a hero, but he basically wants to get rid of all the vile demons, whatever the whatever is being thrown at him. Just try to get rid of. I'm just assuming. I'm from the title. I'm just assuming it might be werewolves. It could be, but hey, this is what I'm reading. You never know who's who's who and who's what. Okay, continue. Oh, okay, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> you're gonna you gonna throw him off. <laughs> you're, you're, you're having fun with this. I see that. I, I see that. You're you're having fun. Look at that. Your whole face is turning red right now. A little bit. <laughs> it's blending in with the shirt. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he's just a kid. Another tragic youth. But uh, apparently he has a warrior soul imbued with him. And, of course, that's assuming... Oh, wait. Oh, and a reason to destroy all these evil creatures and whatnot. Okay. Um, In short so, term. 
Okay, so it is a seventy-two page uh, comic. Um, it, so it's a it's a one shot comic, right, uh, Rafi? It is. It's a it's a one shot comic of legs. Mm. <laughs> nice. If if, like if this does well, I've got I've got more able story. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Rafi, please please tell us what the what this uh, Wolf Hunt what is it about, um, and a little bit about the Kickstarter. Um, so. It it does start in uh, October thirty first. No, it started now. It ends in hold on uh, thirty uh, twenty three days. days now. Yeah, twenty three yeah. twenty two days. Yeah, twenty three days yeah. to go. Yeah. Um. So you, for everybody that is listening, you do have time, and you have not a lot. You have twenty three <laughs> days for you to go out there and you know like get get your get your copy. Now I will say this, uh, Rafi, just so you know. Uh, I am I am very very glad that there's a there's a there's a package with t-shirts because being earnest we will go all out for the t-shirts. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're like you know what like we how much is it <laughs> like 40, 50, 60? Take it. I I don't care. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I, just I want the, the comic and I want the shirt. <laughs> very nice. Yay. So very cool. We already backed <clears throat> it. Um. So all right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So take it away. So so there's this street. It's called Bleak Street. And let me just say, it's like hell on earth. <laughs> and... I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I had to do that. It's you all knew, right, man. It's all right. You knew the, you knew the whole time you were doing this. Oh, yeah, man, he's going to fuck this up. He's going to I, I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, no, good, good paraphrasing, man. So... So Bleak Street is this uh, is this universe that I created like 30 years ago. A lot of my horror stories take place on Bleak Street, you know, because because uh, I'm I'm bad with street names. I just wanted something that sounded cool, you know. Oh, Bleak Street, that was good. And I thought, okay, I could do a lot of stories about this. Uh, and in fact, a lot of the stories that 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 I've done and ones that I, that will be forthcoming all take place on Bleak Street. Um, and uh, uh, as my man Mez, dopey to his friends. Uh, uh, has said it's it's a story of uh, of, of of Abel who's uh, uh he is a troubled youth he's uh, uh he's gone to a prison farm um, for a crime that he in fact did commit um, uh, against a, a, an evil person and um, he's only supposed to be away for like sixteen months and it turns out to be like a couple of years because he keeps getting into trouble. He's a real quiet kid, but he does not bullshit. He does not take any kind of crap for anybody. Sure and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he uh, so he, he gets released and he, he comes back to, to Bleak Street. And during the time that he's been away, so many interesting and evil things have, have transpired on the street. Um, and uh, he's partly to blame because of it, actually. We find that out. I don't even think of this volume, but later on we'll find out why. Um, <laughs> and uh, there, well, I guess I, I mean the cover pretty much says it too, right? Uh, there are these fucking werewolves. I call them werebeasts because uh, they don't want to be locked into werewolves. Because mm. those guys were like, you know, werewolves really don't appear until the full moon is high. Yeah, you know, it's they, only for this certain amount of time. Right. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh man, um, it, it, <laughs> that's another, that's another episode. Um, <laughs> you know, Mister Mister Nieves. Um, the way you wrote the orc is not correct because what you wrote was actually a troll, 
an orc is actually a distant kind of being. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, so it comes back, and and like I said, so I wrote this thing as as uh, as uh, uh, one panel pages. Um, although Andrea, God bless him, he's like, no, Rafael, no, you need two panels for this page. I'm going to draw more for you. <laughs> um, and I and I love that, but he t- he totally fucked up my game. Like the whole form is supposed to be single panels every page. The idea was if this does well, the second volume, the second able book would then be two panels per page. And then the third volume would be three panels per page. But he's already screwed that up for me now. So whatever. <laughs> uh, this is like a roller coaster ride. Like it 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 the story starts out like you hit the ground running, right? And there's this uh, lovely young woman who is being chased by a werewolf, she thinks. Uh, turns out not to be the case. Uh, I can't tell you too much because I don't want to give right, yeah, anything yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but Abel's such a badass, man. He's like, he's like, he really doesn't care about the woman. He's really after that werewolf. She just gets in the way. Like, oh, God, well, you know, oh, you saved me. No, no, I didn't save you. I just want to get that thing. Um, oh, that sounds and, familiar. Uh, it's the dopey lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely going to get that fucking book, man. I'm definitely going to get that. He did that. I didn't do that. I'm innocent on this one. Uh, man, you're cold, man. Uh, and Anyway, so it's it's uh, it, it sort of takes place in 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 one night, and uh, uh, it involves it involves family, it involves um, uh, uh, creatures that may or may not be werewolves. We don't really know. I mean, they look like werewolves, but they may not be. Um, it's uh, it's about a, a hero who really doesn't think of himself as a hero at all. He's not even really an anti-hero, right? He's he has a mission, and he's going to do whatever it takes to complete that mission. And that's just that's just the way he's the, the way he is um and uh it's about a woman who gets caught up in this this whole thing and 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 find herself you know really in the in the middle of this of this this battle between this kid who really should know better who really shouldn't be alive even who is just killing these beasts left and right um and uh i love it it's like it's 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 i mean the story's fine the art is amazing um and uh, now the story's good too you know uh and uh and it's 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 really the art is such and i shared some pages uh on uh on on facebook and on on instagram but i can't remember is it right it's one panel if i share too many pages everyone's gonna know the whole story right Uh, so so i've 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 uh i've shown a couple pages from it no dialogue um because if i look at the art you're not gonna read the words anyway just look at the art and uh uh, it was really interesting. I, I love writing dialogue. I mean, like my my very my the biggest dream I have is to like write a movie, you know. Uh, and I did that once, but that's going to be for episode forty four of the Rafni of his story, you know, here on Geek Studios. Um, <laughs> I can, uh, it's it's really cool for people who love um, horror stories. I think this will satisfy them. For people who love action stories, I hope this will satisfy them. Uh, you know, who people for people who like dialogue, like me, you know, uh, this is for them too. What's What's interesting is that the uh, the big panels allowed me to write more more dialogue for the characters, and but because it was one panel to a page, I had to be very careful about how I actually set up these. Oh, Miguel, you just got really big on the screen there. <laughs> wow, the magic of video. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I think I think people will dig it. Um, I hope they do because I have more. I do have more uh, able stories to tell. Um, yeah. Well, what got me about this story is it's a horror genre. So I'm I'm a big fan of horror. I mean, yeah, right just like you, I've watched almost every horror movie I could possibly think of. Yep. The worst one I've seen to this day, I've said it in two previous episodes, that Halloween ends. That movie oh. was complete fucking garbage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. Wait, every chance you get, you're going to mention that, huh? <laughs> every, every, hey, we're still in, <laughs> we're still in the Halloween spirit. Month, right? Yeah. yeah. So, right. Don't so, let that, don't let that movie ruin your spirit because that movie was complete fucking garbage. But yeah, I, I'm actually looking very forward to reading that book. I mean, especially since I read that he's not a hero. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I always tell these guys, if I have the choice, I will become a villain. These guys want to be heroes. I'm like, I would rather be a villain, bro. They have more fun. Sure. So this is what I try. I was trying to do is just for some reason, oh, right uh, on. it didn't Yay. work for me. Nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and the art style looks amazing. I mean, it, it does. I'm telling you, this guy, I think uh, uh, Andrea's first love, I believe, is, is, is manga. When I when he was showing me samples of his work, when I was looking on his on his page and seeing samples, like there's a lot of manga stuff to his uh, uh, style to his to his artwork. And I think it's cool. I think it, I think it works really well. Um, what's funny was I uh, I love black and white comics, but I don't want comics that look like coloring books. Where it's just you know like there's no right. uh, there's no weight to it, right? Mm. Uh, so I, I told him from early on, I'm like Andrea, I would like you to add tones. Um, and this dude, he like bought out the Zipatone factory or something because he's got tone after tone after tone on, on, on this thing. Yeah. I'm like, wow, dude, it's really, it's very full. And uh, and and for people who like look at, the, at 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 artwork, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of time looking at this stuff. You know, unfortunately, my words get in the way of those stupid <laughs> balloons, but you know. <laughs> Under under the, under those balloons is some really really great artwork. Uh, Maybe we'll do a new edition, like the the wordless. Uh, <laughs> so originally this book originally this book was called um, Speed Demon. I don't know why. I just I had the, I had that I had that in in my head right. Oh, I'm, I'm calling it Speed Demon because I didn't want to do a werewolf book necessarily, right? right? Uh, it just it just it happened organically that it, it became that. So. So the you know I, I'm telling the gorilla guys I'm like yeah it's called Speed Demon right now I'm gonna come up with a different name I think I came up with like I don't know seven different names for this thing and then I thought oh Wolf Hunt is good and and, uh, and then I look and there's like 14 books with the same name Wolf Hunt I'm like ah shit I said so I've got to add something to it right so <laughs> I thought what is so how do I create like a subtitle for this thing that that'll evoke that kind of old Hammer horror or 50s you know like Wolf Hunt the werebeasts of bleak street like, oh it's perfect <laughs> you know so and that's so that that's the that's the complete title whenever i talk about the bug it's like wolf on the werebeasts of bleak street this guy don't get sued everyone's happy and you so, know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah it, it's so funny that you had to go through such a process for your name because that's exactly how we got geek studios Oh. <laughs> with a Z, <laughs> nice. as you notice, I don't know if you've seen nor noticed, but there is a Z there. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. because uh, we were going through different names, and at the end, uh, one of our friends he was like, "Hey, what we'll just you guys want to call it Geek or something nerdy? Just call it Geek Studios." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that sounds pretty cool." He's like, "It's taken." I was like, "Oh well, I guess we got to start thinking of another name," and he's like, "You know what? 
I've been sitting here for an hour listening to you guys just pitch names and pitch names and pitch names. Hold on. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? He's like, I bought the domain. I'm like, what domain? I'm like, you bought Geek Studios? He's like, yeah, but with a Z. Nice. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh cool. all right, cool. I guess we're Geek Studios with a Z then. <laughs> I love it. It's so you know, it's like, it's like you, you, know, you, make, you make do, right? It's like yeah. you turn lemon into lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I didn't, I didn't we, we, were, we were even thinking of Geek Studios with Dopey or Geek Studios featuring Dopey, but that was a very long title. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very, very, very long title. Dopey of Bleak Street. <laughs> hey, okay. Try it. Try it, bro. It could happen. It could happen. Um, my favorite, my favorite stories are all the ones that were the um, the characters emote. You know, like they know when they're up against something, they can't. Yeah. Oh, hold yeah. on. You guys hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. One of one of my one of my AirPods went out. So oh. I'll be doing this a lot. <laughs> I, I have. I have. I can't prepare it. I have a replacement for it. So, um, anyway, see, you're um, already you're already more prepared than Dopey is. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Again, bro, that wasn't me. <laughs> just, just so you know, I don't know, uh, man. I feel like this is all scripted by now. Right? <laughs> I feel like this is all scripted. I, by all now. right, so I mean, I, I, the only thing we're gonna say, Dopey, is we do have a writer today, who I don't know if you've seen his writing. But it is very possible know. that this could be scripted. <laughs> and and if not now, it will be tomorrow. This is all going to my next comic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so, so, yeah, it's it's like I want to write something that's really extreme, um, that really um, uh, was was action packed, and uh, I was able to do a lot of fun things with the with the dialogue and stuff. What was what was interesting to me is. You know what? Hang on, I gotta change these earbuds now. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Right now, you all sound like you're underwater. <laughs> While we do that, a drink. Is this better? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Plus, that that stuff hurts your ears, man. It's like those AirPods. Yeah, they're, right? very, they're, they're very uncomfortable. Hey, yeah, that's like, how we go over the ear. See, I knew we was gonna come back to this. You're talking <laughs> about ear sweat. Look, over the ear is so one of one of my one of my incredible talents as a writer is that I'm able to find these connections between things. You know <laughs> that the cool guys are wearing the AirPods and stuff, and you, know, you guys are wearing the, the <laughs> ear <you>. sweaters. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just like so from the cool guys with the AirPods. Yeah, yeah. Fifty fifty percent of those are dopey. So. Whoa! You know, mathematic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing that math at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. You got nothing. He's like, we, we, we I, I got, I got, I got nothing right something. now. I got nothing right now. <laughs> we're, 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 you're, you're, nice. You are actually leaving. You guys are actually leaving me speechless. You're okay. an amazing healer. Sometimes <laughs> on Overwatch. An amazing, outstanding, wow. phenomenal. I would sometimes want to be a healer. See, now this is where the it's ass it, kissing. It's like right now you guys are all. Speaking some foreign language, I'm like, eh, overwhelmed. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's 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 a fun book. My my hope is that um, uh, doing this Kickstarter with the with the Gorilla guys, um, uh, and and again, I, I can't I can't stress enough how awesome it is that these guys took this on. You know, I, I've been I've been writing comics for thirty years, right? I mean. Uh, my my career in comics is older than the guys in Gorilla Publishing, Gorilla, right? Yeah. So, 
uh, but I'm youthful. Yeah, um, you have a very Tony Stark ish. Uh, oh yes, I, uh, <laughs> I never. I, 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 knew I, could picture, I knew I could picture it somewhere. I, so, I was I, drawing I, a blank. Like I wasn't gonna say, but yeah. Oh, so funny story. Uh, let me let me segue into our fifth hour here. Um, I'm I'm at a convention in uh, in Detroit. Uh, it's called it was called uh, Detroit Fanfare, and uh, it was it was a kind of response to uh, to Motor City, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, it was run by uh, another very dear friend of mine, uh, Gary Reed, who's the publisher of uh, Caliber Comics. Uh, may he rest in peace. Um, so I'm, I'm, I go to this this show, right? And I'm sitting I'm sitting at the table, and of course being ignored. Uh, and there's this this is uh, this very nice young lady across from me. She and and uh, a very very handsome dude. I'm like, ah, that because you know I I don't care. I, I call mm-hmm. him like to see. I said. That motherfucker's handsome. I mean, um, you gotta say it. So he gets up and he comes across over to me. He goes, "Excuse me." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh shit!" He thinks I've been checking out his lady. <laughs> whatever. He's here to whoop my ass. Uh, he's like, "I just have to tell you that my uh, my fiance here, she just wanted me to let you know that that she thinks she looked amazing like Tony Stark or, or Robert Robert Downey Jr." I'm like, "Oh." So I look over. I'm like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very, very nice people. So, uh, you know, at, at my age, I, I have to pee a lot, right? So, so I get to go to the bathroom, and uh, it's it's a it's a it's a full convention. There's a lot of people there, right? So, I'm, and of course, you got to leave the the area of the conventions to go to to go to the bathroom. And back then, when I was young and beautiful, you know, I'd wear a sport coat, right? No big deal. I get cold a lot, so and I, I need a place to keep my you know. My pocket change. So I, I'm going. I'm going to the bathroom, and there's this, this couple standing uh, close to the bathroom, and uh, and there was a line for the bathroom. So I, you know, I passed them. I say hello, and I'm standing in line, and uh, uh, the woman's like, she, I, I see her, like she's nudging her, I guess, husband. She's like, you see that guy? He's like, yeah. She goes, wow, that's an awful Tony Stark outfit. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> so, you know, Ernest, may you burn in hell. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Even the personality kind of fits too. Oh yeah, billionaire, yeah. playboy, philanthropist. Well, except for the except for the millionaire, the playboy, and the philanthropist, <laughs> you're right. Wow. You got me pegged, baby. I can't lie. Well, since I'm already breaking up bad memories over your extensive thirty year career, there is one question I love to ask um, all yes, guest stars, and um, of course, it's going to be a little more interesting over your extensive thirty year career. No, no, I have. I I don't know what question this is. Just just oh, saying. okay. <laughs> he, he says it's going to be really interesting though, so I can't. Yeah, but, yeah. but of course, over your. Again, to start over, over your oh, 30 sorry. year career, 30 plus year career of writing stories, what is one moment that you would love to relive? Oh, gosh. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I think it would have to be the... <laughs> 
Okay. That, yeah, that's the one. That's the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> that question always stumbles everybody. You're uh, the first, and you won't. No, know no, that. it didn't stop. I have so many wonderful moments that I love to relive. And then you got to pick like the, the, exact like the one last that. thirty years. Uh, oh, so I didn't mean to interrupt you again, Ernest. Sorry. <laughs> no, <you're> uh, <laughs> you have to start awesome. over. Uh, the uh, the 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 one moment that I would like to I, I would like to relive, and I actually did relive it, um, is when I was introduced to Frank Miller. Oh, who told me what he what a fan he was of my artwork. Ooh. Oh shit. Yeah. Except I'm a writer, not an artist. <laughs> so can you tell uh, us more about? Just this take moment? the copy of that. Just no, take no, the dude, that was that was that was it. That was the whole thing. It was like. It was like the 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 uh, the gentleman who introduced us his name is uh, uh, Bob Shrek he's uh, been a comic editor for uh, 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 many companies really really talented guy really nice guy and uh, I was at a convention and um, he was working at Dark Horse at the time and, and uh, Sin City was was coming out right so uh, he made, he made such a wonderful introduction Frank Miller was at a bar and. Uh, He's like Frank. This is a this is a real honor for me. I'd I'd like to introduce you to uh, to my, my my good friend Raph Nieves. Raph Nieves is Frank Miller, right? And I'm like, and I go to shake his hand. He shakes my hand. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you. I really love your artwork. I'm like, thank you, thank you so much. Because what are you gonna say? Frank yeah. Miller says he likes your artwork. I'm shit. I'm the best artist there is, man. Um, <laughs> but I would I. <laughs> You know, I I, I want to relive that moment so I could say something really, you know, something very kind in return. You know, I, you know, hey, I I really love your coloring uh, <laughs> or lettering, or you know what I mean, just something like like zing moment. Because you know, you always walk away from the situations, and it's like, oh man, I should have said this. Those Clint Eastwood moments. Yeah. So <laughs> you got But I got I got to moment. live them out here, so I'm good. <laughs> I got all the zingers in. And like I, I got to meet him once, and he said I was I was funny looking. <laughs> like I, I got the oh, picture. Wow! And I like I, I I met him and Stanley, and like yeah, he he said I was kind of funny looking. I was like, wow. I just laughed, you know. I was like, okay, thank you. Because sure, sure. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, you might have been able to beat them both up with one hand, but I mean that's that's, <laughs> that's comic book legend. That's yeah, royalty you, right you there. You can't right? touch them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um. Uh, yeah, that that was that was a moment I'd love to relive. Uh, nice, and then nice. the the moment I, I the one moment I, I would like to actually see uh, realized is actually meeting Neil Gaiman. Mm. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, one yes. because I just think uh, Neil actually recommended Cindy and I to DC Comics for a couple of projects. We didn't get the projects, but the fact that that he did recommend us yeah. was so cool. And one of them was uh, shit. The Batman, black, Man, black yeah. thorn, black, black rose, black, Canary? something or other. Uh, it's a somebody look it up quick. Uh, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Google this. Black orchid. <laughs> nah, too late. I got it. Black orchid. <laughs> it was a four issue. It was a four issue uh, miniseries Neil Gaiman wrote, and uh, um, uh, he was. They wanted him to continue the series, and he's like, Nah, nah, I'm onto other things. But look at these two. These two writers. They're really talented. And so that All was right. that was very cool. That was very nice. cool to do that. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, another question. Uh, what is one thing you want people to take away from your stories? To take from your stories. Um, you mean like a lesson learned, or, or just uh, like, whatever you could come up with? 
Well, you think whatever you think is whatever, <laughs> whatever you could come up with. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I would I would like them to to go. Wow, that was a really good story. I really I really I really I really felt the characters. That's it. Okay. You know, um, I don't. Uh, there there's no illusion on my part that I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a great writer. Um, you know, I never went to school for writing. It's all intuitive. Like, if, you, if someone asked me to, like, break down a script, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Page one, panel one. Goes from there. We just start writing. <laughs> um, you know, um, uh, stories live in my brain. And then and they percolate there. You know, they just, they, it's like, I'm not ready to be told yet, Raph. I'm not ready. You know, uh, Wolf has been in my brain for, like, 15 years. Oh. And, uh uh, you know, then when it when it's finally ready to be written, then I just got to sit down and just do it, you know, and uh, otherwise I can't sleep, you know, it's just like get the story, I get the story out. And uh, uh, so I do admire people who are technical. I have I have a, a number of, of, uh, of friends um, who are incredibly talented writers. And, um, you know, whenever people ask me about the process of writing, I will always direct them to those guys, mm. you know. Uh, it's like you want to learn how to format a script. Talk to these guys. Um, if you want to learn how to tell a story, I can tell you how to tell a story. You know, it's like find that thing that you're most afraid of, and write about it. You know, um, the best horror story is when you can imagine yourself in that character's place. Okay. You know, and and be honest with how you would react in that scenario. You know, because most guys go, "Oh man, I would throw down. I'd beat the shit out of that guy." No, I mean maybe, but you'd be scared. <laughs> You know, um, and so I try to take that 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 level of emotion, that that fear, uh, in the horror genre, and apply that to my stories. You know, because I, I want I want you to feel what I'm writing. I, I don't want you right. to read it. You know, I want you to to experience it. And uh, and that's what I try to do with everything that I write. You know, uh, I'm writing a script right now uh, for another good friend of mine. It's actually a, a, a we're expanding a story that we did like 20 years ago. Oh. And we've we've talked about it. We want to bring it back. We want to bring it back. In fact, uh, Miguel he drew the Edgar Allan Poe story that I wrote that we still haven't talked oh. about. Um, and uh, uh, he's phenomenal, phenomenal. He he works in the gaming industry um, uh, as a, as a lead designer. He was actually one of my students. I co-taught a comic book course many years ago, and two of the four students. Uh, uh, it, it was the course was supposed to be for high school kids. And here come these dudes, these four guys with like full beards, you know, <laughs> smoking cigars. I'm like, those are not high school guys. And my co teach my co teacher says, Yeah, but if they can draw, we're going to keep them. Uh, and, that sounds and so, like a conversation between me and Miguel. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> two, work, of those, two of the four guys are, are like my best friends. And, uh, and I just, I so, I so love working with them. Anyway, so we, we were talking about, you know, we want to do a project together. And I said, Let's, let's dust off this old story. And, uh, and and do it. So it started as an eight-page story. We're expanding it to twenty-four pages. And there's a shorthand. You know, when you work, as you guys know, when you work with somebody that you're close to, I mean, somebody that you respect, you know, it's like my my writing gets super sloppy because I'm doing all kinds of. Remember that time when we were at that place, and then this happened. That's what happens in this panel, and they know immediately what I'm talking about. You know, uh, or I'll say I'll say, and then the woman turns to the guy and gives him the look. They know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, and they're able to translate that, you know, and and uh, 
for me, it's like uh, people say, you know, when you write full script, it doesn't it doesn't it hamper or, or hurt the artist because they don't get to you know to 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 bring something to the table. I'm like every artist brings everything to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I I did this last interview. I'm sorry. This is, this is something I say all the time. Oh, is no. Art art is like a beautiful suit, right? Pinstripe, double breasted, you know, tie, whatever the whole the whole nine, right? But if you don't have a hanger for that suit to hang on, it just falls to the floor. Right. I'm the hanger. Right. I give. I give. I give the. I, I give the story structure. Right. I fill out that suit. You know. Oh, let me get one of those. <laughs> yes, yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, you know, and that's and that's 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 what I that's what I feel I do with with my writing is that I, I will never take anything away from the artists that I work with. I have I've met, known, loved, and worked with uh, an incredible uh, number of really super talented artists, and and all props to them. I know that comics is a visual medium. I know that the first thing people look at is the art. So I try to find the best artist I can for a particular project, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also give that artist everything of me mm. when I'm writing, you know, I want to give them something that they're excited to draw, you know? Um, and that's really all I can do. And if I can get one person dopey to say, <laughs> say, damn, that was pretty good. Then I feel like I've done it. You know, I've done my job, you know, except for this Kickstarter. I'd like 10,000 people to go, Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh this man, this is keeping score there. <laughs> so, no, no, but that, that is awesome. So, uh, we're obviously with us, like we're big, huge nerds. We're, or sorry, Ernest gets mad when I say that we're big geeks. So, we're, oh, you know, we're we're into comic books. We're into uh, we do read manga. We do watch yeah. anime. Uh, we play video games. You know, we code. Uh, so like all those kind of things. Um. But when, whenever you're not writing, what is one thing that you enjoy doing? For example, is it watching a TV show? <clears throat> is it like listening to music? Like, or what do you like to do while you write as well? Because you know, there's people that like to listen to music while they draw. There's people that can't do that. I can't. I cannot <clears throat> listen to music and code because I get too into this into the music, and I. My multitasking is not the best, <laughs> so either I do one thing or another, right. or you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get me a half ass doing you know two different things. So right, <coughs> hit that uh, cough button on your <laughs> when you edit this thing. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, it's okay. Um, I was telling you before how stories live in my brain until they're ready to to be told. Mm-hmm. I absorb all that stuff. I will absorb a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. I will absorb little moments, little scenes. <clears throat> when I'm listening to music, I'll think about how I feel while listening to that music. And then when I write the script, I play that music back in my head. <clears throat> um, and, uh, um, but I also love spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm watching all kinds of Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I I love that you know it's uh, but but really like anything, uh, it, what what do I enjoy doing? I'm not writing. I'm never not writing. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Because like you take all this stuff in, right? And it's it's like and and you, you you take it in and it percolates, you know, and it and then 
my brain subconscious is like, oh, that's a good scene for this. Nah, it's not going to work for this book. It'll work for this one, though. You know? Um, and so as much as it is entertaining, it's also educational for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. Because I don't know. I'll just keep talking, and then you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> talking, right? Oh, you're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, is there any final question, uh, either Dopey or Mr. Push? I know. I'll give. I'll let Dopey first. Let me ask him first, because <clears throat> I know you have a few. But oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead uh, Mr. Pusherman. Okay, ahead. okay, all right. Absolutely uh, not, Mr. Pusherman. You see it in his face. He's like, okay. He was. I, you I saw. Got... He was ready to ask something, but yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't just be like, all right, Ernest, you take the final question. But all right, no, by all means, you can see it in his face. He's he's like, okay, it's my time to shine again, right here, baby. <laughs> Okay, and I have right. to be quiet because otherwise he's gonna have to start over. He's gonna have to start yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah and he, again, he, and again, it has to yeah. be perfection. He he likes to do that uh, <laughs> a lot. Okay, so uh, Ernest, uh, hit hit us with the final question. Absolutely. Um. So over your thirty period period, you have worked in a lot of different situations um and by that i mean you've been able to do horror you've been able to do realistic you've also been able to do a lot more things creative uh superhero styles can you tell us about what is your dream story to write what is that one that you're gonna like this is the one and i'm done batman (laughs) that was so quick and i love it (laughs) batman 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 Batman. (laughs) Going back to Hellstorm, uh, Hellboy. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice, so nice. why Batman? I know it was supposed to be why Batman. Ba- why not Batman? Why Batman? Because he's Batman. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's Batman. a pretty good answer to me. <laughs> Although he is a Playboy billionaire <laughs> crime master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably a philanthropist, too. Again, all those right? things that I'm not. <laughs> uh, thank you for reminding me, Ernest. <laughs> You know, that Raph, if he was a millionaire and a playboy, he'd be cool to hang out with. But he's just a writer. Because um, Batman is a lonely dude. He is a lonely guy who had a terrible thing happen to him. And um, and he survived it. He not only survived it, it fed him. Um, and my Batman story is all about giving back to that emotion where someone else has had something terrible happen to them. And, and Batman is there to remind that person that yes, you can survive this. Yes, you can grow from this, but it may also consume you and you have to be very careful to never let that happen. And, uh, Oh shit! It got serious. My, my, I give you my whole body's like. Oh yeah. Uh, so like Nightwing, uh, what happened to the first Robin? Nightwing, right? Right. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, how his parents yeah. died. And what's yeah. it called? The circus. And he brought him in. So like, yo, I'm gonna right. help you. What's it called? Because uh, overcome this ordeal that what right. just happened. Because I know the trauma that you're feeling right now. I've been right. through it. I'm not in the best mental state, but I'm right. still out here, and I just want you to become someone better than me. Yeah, you know, no, no, and that, that's 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 a really that's a really good point. In my story, the person who does this is not the uh, 
is not the offspring of uh, of world class circus trapeze artists, right? <laughs> right. Uh, it's 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 an or, ordinary dude that had something terrible happen to him, and so his desire to make things right pushes him to an, to an edge that no one really should go to, and the fact that it's Batman of all people who's right. showing him that that way lies madness. Don't go there. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something I've always wanted to do, you know? Um, and Batman is just such a cool character in general. And I know that, um, you know, I, over the, and this is, again, this is a story that's like at least 40 years old guys. Right. Cause, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, I, shit, I still remember when I was, I was the only Raphael working in comics. Now I got a list of Facebook friends like, oh, you guys make more money than me. Oh, you're more <laughs> than I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and now and now all the stories are really about, you know, it's like, you know, it's the angst of, of, of Batman. Is he mad? Is he crazy? You know, what drives him? All this stuff. It's like, yeah, there's, there's all of that. And but you have to couch that, you know, it's like it's like, it, again, it's like it's it's that it's that intrinsic story. That kind of makes you understand. Oh shit! Yeah, of course, Batman. Because, uh, and I wrote I wrote this in the sixth issue of, of Hellstorm at the and on the last page of Hellstorm, uh, uh, the there's a character who who puts Hellstorm in motion uh, in this this one story, and he says basically that Hellstorm is Hellstorm because he does things that we can't do, and he does and he and he and he takes all the stuff and he and he survives all the stuff and he does what he does because we can't and so he does it for us and so how could we possibly hate him for that and batman's the same way and the reason i wrote that is because i really wanted to write that batman story <laughs> right. i wanted this i wanted this guy to you know that that nobody really understands you know except maybe that one person who gets it you know and it always it always goes back to that that one person who understands what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and why you're doing it you know whether it's a reader whether whether it's a character in a, in a story it's like if you can affect one person, you can change the fucking world. Yeah. Right. Know? So, oh, I got heavy. Wow. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> like, this is the perfect ending, though. Like, I don't think you could have said anything or could have stated it any better. As we should all be reaching out and touching, at least trying to change one person. Absolutely. And if you can just oh, pass, yeah. keep it yeah, forward, yeah. pass it forward. Yeah. yeah amen to that. In, in Dopey's case, that. maybe like two or three. That's <laughs> not the karma. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly fine with my karma. Okay, I know I'm a piece of shit sometimes, but hey, man. hey, they had it coming one way or another. And you know what? You just happened to cross me at the wrong time. Oh, well. I have to congratulate you as well, Dopey. I feel like this has been one of the first interviews where you didn't have to get muted the entire time. <laughs> not once. Not one time. Wow. That's a pat in the back of that celebration <laughs> beer. Yes. Nice. Nice. Not once, nice. don't be. But yeah, all right. So for everybody that is listening, make sure you do uh go over to the Kickstarter. Uh, remember it's Wolf Hunt, the Werebeast of Bleak Street. Uh you have about 23 days uh for you to back this project. Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it. Yeah. Don't, wait. Oh, don't wait. Uh now we guarantee, like from just from this interview, we could guarantee that you're gonna like this. Uh, so whenever Love, whenever like. there's a project that we are like heavily endorsing, um, we'll we'll say we'll give out one statement, right? Where it's like, all right, if you do not like this project, we will not give you your money back, but you can come and smack Dopey. 
What the fuck? I like it. It, it, it used I'm, to be Tank. I'm, I'm, hey, well, it it used to be Tank, but Tank, okay. tank left. <laughs> so, like, since Tank left, you know. Like, now, right. for the listeners, <clears throat> I will smack back. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just going to say that. You could catch a free slap, but I am going to smack back. You just got to run away. I mean, <laughs> like, smack ain't and no run. Boy, ain't no running away from me. I'll, I'll catch up. I'll, I'll slap you back. Yes. I'm, gonna start, I'm gonna start working on my fucking hands. <laughs> you got you. Forearm power, forearm power, baby. By the way, you still have not. Uh, Halloween is coming up, and you know we still have the bet where you have to dress up as Ultraman. Where's my costume, so, Gil? Where's my costume, Gil? So, Rafi, do you do you remember Ultraman? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there was yeah, I love a, Ultraman. Oh, Very cool. There was a bet we did. Um, I fucking hate that. And guy. then we found we did not know before we made the bet. That actually Ultraman gave dopey nightmares when he was little. Really? So wow. have you seen that motherfucker's face? It's just so weirdly proportioned. And bro, my parent, my dad, my old man, he would put that show. I was like, oh, this is a good show. I'm like, hell no. I was just like you hiding behind the sheets. I'm like, nope, nope. I'd rather watch Michael Myers than this guy. I, I don't know why. Something about him just so nice. Dopey did lose yeah. a bit, so now he does have to wear the uh, Ultraman costume. So wow. now me and me and Ernest get to go out and, and find it, find the a costume, tightest costume that we can find, <laughs> the smallest kid <Wow. laughs> size, right? <laughs> the smallest in size. To be honest, just to be fair, they just want to check me out on it. That, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, <laughs> I mean, oh, I, yeah. I get it, I get oh, it, but yeah. you know. And it's... we're going to a convention where you do it, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> if you if you do, please come by my table. Uh, we will. <laughs> we, we definitely will. Um, it, it'll have to be early because I'm sure he's not going to be able to be in that costume for too long. <laughs> Those wedges are going to be killers. You, 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 don't, you don't know my confidence, sir. <laughs> no, I'm you don't know my confidence. I was talking about your wedges, bro. You're talking about your confidence. <laughs> he, he, he's talking Think about, about the person who has experienced it. He's speaking from experience. He's letting you know. You I'm getting, I've gotten a wedgie once or twice in my life, so I can tell you. So... So I was so worried that I was gonna like just fuck up this whole thing, right? <laughs> I, was, oh, thank yeah. you. I was like, I gotta make sure we don't go over the edge. You guys are like you like Thelma Louise the hell out of it. We tend to do this a lot. Um yeah. And that's how I get muted half the time. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because Dopey goes off the rails even more. But yeah, I was I was I was worried about offending Dopey. I'm like, oh I hope I don't piss him off. Oh. You guys start talking, I'm like, nothing I said close to what you trust me. Uh I'm not easily offended at all. Yeah, at we, we, all. We, at keep, all. we keep Clearly. pushing his boundaries. We keep pushing his boundaries. That's right. There has not been a day where Dopey gets mad. Well, when I'm about to push the boundaries, I get muted. So, oh, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Nice. 100%. So, here's the thing. We understand which boundaries can be pushed publicly. And you don't, like, your boundaries that you push should be talked about in, like, just us. People wow. shouldn't hear those conversations. Okay. Because <laughs> people are people's are weenies now okay. man. Okay. <laughs> want to hear the truth. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just do it. Sometimes I don't even I don't even know what he's gonna say. I just like to mute him. <laughs> preference. But yes. All right. But once uh, again, uh, for all the listeners, definitely go out to the Kickstarter. Uh, definitely back this project. Once again, if. Uh, like we highly, highly endorse this project. Uh, Rafi, you're a very talented uh, writer. 
Uh, we look very forward to like everything you're writing. We will start going to collect everything you've written. Uh, and when we that. see you, we're gonna we're gonna take all these stacks of everything yeah, you've written. You have, 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 have you sign it every single <laughs> thing? I'm ready, bro. Bring it on. Bring like, it on. All right. We're working on a wall. Uh, so once once this gets a little bit bigger, plan getting a bigger space. Uh, like working we'll on a wall of having just all all like all the writers and like everybody that it has to be somebody that we 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 know we met right. and we enjoy and we 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 think they're a genuine person. They're they're super talented. We want to have kind of like a, a wall of a wall like the wall of fame or a wall of oh yeah, love it yeah. fame. very cool yes yeah. so like we we would love to have your work out there oh um, I'm honored thanks so man. we're Appreciate we're definitely that. looking forward to that uh all right Dopey uh kick us uh finish sign us, us off, off. sign, us, sign off. us off Dopey we're, all right this is the uh, where where look. where can they find the podcast. Uh, where what is Rafi's what is Rafi's social media? <laughs> what you know? What does Rafi want to promote? See, I feel like this is scripted as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh... you can find us on all of our social medias: Twitter, What's uh, the handle? Facebook, Instagram. I think we're also on TikTok. Um, there, Rafi, we can find you in uh Facebook, and you said Instagram as well, right? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, any other platforms uh, uh, you have? Yeah, I got a question. What What's the handle for, for everything? <laughs> <laughs> what's Rafi's handle, Dopey? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ralph underscore. There we go. See? Ralph underscore Nieves. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Right. Guys, and it's been a pleasure. Course. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, uh, I, so I did promise to have music. Like an outro, I did not do it, so I'm just gonna play the random songs that are here, and we'll, we'll consider that as an outro. So there you go. <laughs> Rafi, I hope you enjoy them making fun of me. I gotta say, it's been a blast. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Rafi, and, you're, whenever you want to come back, let us know. We would love to have you. Uh, we could, that. we could, we could definitely talk about horror comics as a whole. Yeah, like, it'll that'll be something super fun to do. We gotta talk about the Edgar Allan Poe, and we do gotta talk about Edgar Allan Poe. So, yeah. All right. So, thank you guys, and we will see you next time. Make sure if you do not, if you do not back this project, Dopey will go and Dopey will find you. Dopey is. I have I I I have some good tracking skills, fellas. So I I I don't know how 100 accurate that is, but yeah. Thank you guys, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care, guys.